Are you ready to take your business up a notch? What do you need to consider and what do you need to plan for? That's what we're talking about today in episode 48 of Social Media Simplified. You're listening to Social Media Simplified with Lara Wellman, the podcast for business owners who want to harness the power of digital marketing to grow their business online. I love talking to other business coaches because we all get such different types of clients and different things that come up over and over for us, but we also have a lot of similarities. And so I invited Angela Sutcliffe to join me on the show so that we could talk a little bit about some of the things that we see client after client hitting up against. Some of them are the thing that we all dread the most, which is looking at our numbers. It's so important and it helps so much, but it can be a really scary thing to do. And there's a lot of things about planning. That's what we talked about the interview. So let's jump in. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, Lara. It's great to be here. Thank you. I would love to start with just having you tell everybody who you are and what you do. Sure, no problem. I'm Angela Sutcliffe, and I'm a business consultant. A lot of people call me a smart old broad, and I do know that's a compliment, but I've actually been in business for 30 years. So it's not just, uh, you know, the clients I work with are the ones that are moving up beyond the startup. That's where I'm the most helpful. So I pull in all my 30 years of experience and help them to strategize. You and I have had the opportunity to chat a little bit about business owners, and I thought it'd be great to have you on the show so we could talk a little bit about some of the things that business owners hit up against, especially in the first couple years. So I'd love if you might start off by telling me what kind of things you see business owners struggle with. Well, I think you and I, you know, whatever level of business you're working with, you have to work with what's between the owner's ears. And quite often what happens is they think, oh, yeah, I own a business. I'm going to be rich and it's going to be quick. But then when you think that 90 percent of businesses are gone in two years, you have to think that that idea, that mindset is not a useful one. So the thing I think I see them struggle the most with is understanding how much work and how long it really, really takes to build a business that becomes self-managing and becomes profitable. Yeah. So speaking about that, right, how long does it take to become profitable? What do you see people struggling with or mistakes that they make in the beginning when it comes to that stuff? I think the biggest mistake that people make is not understanding what profitable means for them because they don't pay attention to the numbers. They haven't really thought about, I'm building a business that makes my clients happy, but the reality is you have to build a business that does something for you. And that something is, I want a paycheck. And if you don't know how much, not just the real cost of running your business, and I look for those holes not just where they're overspending, but where perhaps they're not spending and should be spending. So it's not just the money that it takes to run the business. It's your whole lifestyle too, because your lifestyle becomes your paycheck. So I think what happens is when people don't get how much, what that bottom line is going to be, then they go on in business, pleasing their customers, pleasing their customers, pleasing their customers, going broke, going broke, going broke, thinking I can't keep doing this. So I think if you start right at the beginning with a number, it's going to be happier for everyone. Yeah. I find that a lot of people just sort of make up numbers based on what they think people will pay and not really based on what, like you said, they need to earn (laughs) and, uh, you know, what that looks like altogether. Looking at all those numbers is so important. 
Yeah, and it's it's funny. It's the one thing most people avoid. But I don't know about you, Lara, but I'm sure it's the same. Once our clients understand that a number is just a number, then they get all excited about how they're going to make that number happen and then how they're going to beat that number the next year. So the dread of not looking at is way worse than playing the game. Yeah, because then you know what you're aiming for, right? Absolutely. In fact, as I keep saying, you know, whatever comes out of the bottom of how much it costs to run my business and how big my paycheck is, those two added together become your sales target. Okay, awesome. So you set your sales target based on that, and then you have a goal, and that helps people get clear, right? I think that is huge. And and lots of people are scared to look at their numbers. And then they find all kinds of actually freedom from having looked at them. There's so much comfort in knowing. You know, I keep saying it's sort of like a plumber. If you have a leak in the plumbing, the plumber doesn't come over and rip everything out from the roof to the basement. They sort of go through until they find where the hole is. So if you know your numbers and you know that it's not happening, then you start to go through and say, am I selling products and services with the wrong profit margins? Am I trying to sell high price items to a market that can't afford it or won't afford it? So you start to do that little investigation, that sort of plumbing routine to find out exactly what it is that's missing. But you can't do that until you know your numbers. I love that analogy. All right. So we know our numbers. In terms of sales cycles, I know there are a lot of things that people don't understand about how that works. Yeah, and it's something that I call the uh, 100% solution because it's funny. I started out as a realtor, and I I was an award-winning realtor, and I learned this very quickly. In your first two years, you sell to your family and your friends and their friends, and then it stops. And that's because you've made the easiest sales possible. You've sold to the 20% of the market that will actually buy from you now. But if you don't learn somewhere around year one and a half how the sales cycle works, how the sales process works, you never understand that the other 80 percent, you know, and I I always ask this in a room full of salespeople, how many of you believe it when your customer says, I have to think it over and everybody laughs and they roll their eyeballs and they joke and I say too bad because They really mean it. And 80% of your business is not going to happen for 24 to 36 months. And they're astonished. But I know if you think about the number of people that come up to you and say, well, you probably won't believe this, but I met you two years ago and I finally figured it was time to work with you. Well, I always say, yeah, you're my 80%. Right. And I do. I have people who have been, you know, they're like, oh, I've been quietly following you for a couple of years. I'm ready now. And I had no idea they were even there. It's funny you should say that because in the old days, remember I said I was a smart old broad. <laughs> <laughs> in the old days, we had what we'd call a three-step sales process or a four-step or whatever. And it would involve you meet someone, you follow up with a card, you go out for coffee, and then you start the closing conversation. So a couple of years ago, I was really surprised when people started saying to me, can I have coffee with you, Angela? And I'd say, sure. And I'd figure it was the start of the two or three or four step closing process. And halfway through coffee, they'd say, just what you said, I've been following you for a couple of years. So how do I start working with you? And I think, no, wait a minute. Don't we have another two years that we're supposed to be playing together? Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah, so that's, that, you know, it can come up from the other side, but if that's all part of the fact that you've been doing work and you didn't know they were there, so the work still needed to happen, right? Absolutely, the work needs to happen. And it's work that happens in a void. So you often don't get the feedback. Just what you said, I had no idea. You don't get the feedback. And sometimes it's discouraging. And you think, is anyone out there listening? <laughs> but if you stick to the program, and you understand that right in front of you, you're closing 20% of the people in, you know, if you keep going and keep being consistent and keep doing the same things, in two years, you'll be closing the 80%. Right. So it's staying consistent, knowing that it's always, you're always filling up at the top so that they keep coming, right? Is that the, that's the idea there? Yeah, I keep saying sales isn't anyone's job. It's, it's not a job. Activity is the job. Sales is the result. So if you keep consistently doing good uh, marketing activity, then you will make your sales. But you got to, you know, for anyone that has that idea in their mind that they're going to be a millionaire by midnight, no, they're not. <laughs> I wish. I wish. I've gone good, but even I can't get anyone there. <laughs> um, I think that you have a pretty good example about how this all works from a house cleaning company. Well, I do. And that's the house cleaning company I used to own when I started. I had a house cleaning company that I actually grew to 31 employees. So it was a large company. And we had this one client. And when I went to see them the first time to give them a quote on uh, their cleaning, I left behind a fridge magnet. That magnet stayed there as my silent marketer through three sales of the house. <laughs> because it was consistently hanging on the front of the fridge in the kitchen. Now, that's one way that your marketing needs to be in front of people all the time. But the other example that I'll quickly give you was a phone call I had one day from a woman who said, we used to have a cleaning company up until about a year and a half ago, and then my husband lost his job. So she said, we had to let them go. But now he's got his job again, and we're all ready to start cleaning again. But we can't remember the name of the company. Was it you? And I thought, holy cow, their cleaning company came for how many years? And they couldn't remember the name of the company? So I said, did you like them? And she <laughs> said, oh, yes, we really liked them. And I said, then it was probably us. No, it wasn't. But I said it was probably us. And we took them on as a client. And I thought, for one or two calls a year over the last year and a half, they could have stayed top of mind with that couple during a really stressful, emotional time. But they just said, well, thanks for your business and walked away. So again, that 80%, notice I said a year and a half, that 80% when she was ready to come back, they disappeared. They'd done all the upfront work. They'd done all the upfront marketing and rolled the ball over to me. Well, you know, I often uh, talk to people also about your next best sale can come from your past clients, right? People, you know, you need to always remember them. Oh, your past clients, they know you, they love you. They've had a great experience with you and you've got to stay in touch. Not, not in a salesy way that's about to elicit a restraining order, <laughs> but you know, there's uh, all kinds of ways. I remember I own a Saturn car. I keep telling them I'm not getting rid of it till the doors drop off because it's my fourth. Okay. And Saturn Company treated me so well that one day they called me and they said, we have a seat at a table for a lunch with Gloria Steinem. Well, back in my day, Gloria Steinem was, <laughs> and I found out afterwards, these tickets were over $100 a piece. 
And they said, we'd like to thank you and bring you as our guest. That's so, a great way to, yeah, you want to make people feel important. And, like and I was a client. Team. Yeah, I was a client. I'd bought their car. I'd referred business to them. So just what you said, they tapped me because they knew I'd bring them more business. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah, I'm sorry they're gone. Oh, I know, I know. So then if you were going to give new business owners some tips and well you know any business owners because we all know there are a bunch of business owners who have been out there for a while and they're still kind of spinning what kind of advice would you give them around starting up the things they need to know to find that success I guess one of the hardest things for business owners at any level and I'm sure I know I go through it and I, you probably do too is that drive to keep doing do 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 the best thing that anyone can do at any level is to stop and start planning and talking, you know, and this is going to sound like a pitch, but it's, it's not really a pitch. It's we professionals know these numbers. We know these statistics so that if you're at home trying a DIY process, you can plug in whatever you want, but you don't have this information. So before you run out and, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day who'd incurred a huge marketing expense and now knows that she was barking up the wrong tree. So, and I'm talking thousands of dollars of marketing expenses. So the best thing you can do is sort of stop for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Get some advice. Make sure that you're doing, make sure that you've optimized your products. Make sure you've got the best services available. Match them up together with your market. And just plan on paper because paper costs nothing. But when you're out in the real world, it gets really expensive really fast. So like we said earlier, know your numbers cold. Yeah. And, and taking the time to stop and plan. I know it feels so difficult for business owners to stop running the business to yeah. start figuring out what comes next. But wow, a little bit of stopping <laughs> can help you actually know what you're going to do next instead of doing everything not particularly well or too quickly or the wrong things. You know, you took that day off to like just plan and figure things out. Wow, does that make a difference moving forward when you thought it would make things harder? Yeah, it's funny, you know, I keep saying to people, the keys to the kingdom are in the planning. In other words, if you have a plan, you can execute it, you can give it to someone else to execute, but it's where the freedom is. And yet, just like looking at the money, it's where the anxiety is the highest. But once you get through it, you think, oh my gosh, this is so easy to run. So is there anything else you want business owners to know, just like a piece of, a piece of advice or just a thought about running businesses? Well, I always tell people that a lot of what I have taught over the years is out of my own very hard-won experience. <laughs> I wish I could say I was brilliant, but no, I hit my nose on every step on the way up. So I, too, needed to go to someone to help me with my business, and I dragged my feet and thought I could figure it out myself until I almost bankrupt my company. And by the time I saw the abyss and finally decided I needed help, it took two hard years of work to turn that company around. Now, I talked it into a million-dollar company, but until I swallowed my pride and stopped trying to think it was all easy enough for me to figure out myself, I was just putting off the inevitable. 
So I have to say, if people want to do it right, then go to the right people and get the right advice, because it's not all what you see up front in a business. It's what goes on behind the scenes that's going to make or break you. Absolutely. And we all know like business owners are great at a lot of things, but nobody's excellent at everything. Absolutely. So I am going to link to your website in the show notes. And if people want to get in touch, they can go to your website. Is there anything anywhere else? Is that the good place to get in touch with you? Website is a great place. I'm also very active on my Facebook business page and on LinkedIn. Excellent. Well, I will link to all those so people can find you. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me today. Lara, I really appreciate this too. I think that the more solid advice, real advice that you and I can get out there, the more chance we have of creating a really successful business community. Sounds amazing. All right. Thank you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. I really enjoyed chatting with Angela. She's got a wealth of information from having worked with so many incredible clients and having run several successful businesses of her own. I'm going to link to her website in the show notes at larawellman.com slash podcast slash 48. Come on over and check it out. I'd also love to hear any comments or suggestions you might have on future episodes. larawellman.com slash podcast slash 48. Until next time, I'll see you online.